Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to the Capital Club Podcast. I'm your host, Brian C. Adams. Tune in weekly to hear from top industry leaders as we discuss relevant topics in the world of business, investing, health and wellness, geopolitics, and more. To learn more about the show, visit ExcelsiorGP.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Capital Club Podcast. Today I'm back with another solo episode today to cover the last part of our series on macroeconomic trends that will dictate investor returns over the next cycle. So we've talked about inflation, which has been dominating the headlines recently, and then its inverse, which is deflation. And today we're going to be wrapping it up with stagflation. Before we get into the episode, I do want to encourage any listeners that are interested in learning more about investing in today's economic landscape to sign up for our company newsletter, where we go into more detail on topics just like this one. You can sign up by going to www.excelsiorgp.com slash newsletter sign up. I'll also include the link below the show notes. Please do check it out. 
So let's start with the basics here. What exactly is stagflation? What are we talking about? It might not be a term that many people are uh, familiar with. It's really only occurred in the U.S. once, which was in the 1970s. But basically, it is a term that refers to a period of high inflation that happens at the same time as a stagnation of growth or outright recession. So short and short, the worst of both worlds. Think of it as a, a fact pattern you might see from, say, an oil price shock or a rise in food or commodity pricing. So when that happens, energy and production costs go up, which means lower growth in countries that import fuel or food. As a result, you get a slowdown of growth, potentially a recession, while inflation remains really high. And if the response to this negative supply shock is loose monetary and fiscal policy, basically meaning banks setting low interest rates to encourage borrowing, it prevents the slowdown in growth. You feed the inflation by stimulating rather than cooling demand for goods and labor, and you end up with persistent stagflation, which is, again, a recession with high inflation. So going back to the 1970s when this occurred in the U.S., it was a a terrible time. It was a decade where we had two negative oil shocks and simply put the wrong policy reaction. One happened in 1973, another in 1979. Both were the result of uprisings or tension, military issues that occurred in the Middle East when we were dependent on that part of the world for our energy, which we thankfully no longer are. But in both cases, There was a spike in oil pricing, which caused a recession and inflation. And it was fed because from a policy perspective, central banks did not tighten monetary or fiscal policy in the legislature. So we ended up with double-digit inflation and a severe recession. Now, eventually, this was taken care of during what is referred to as the great moderation of the late 70s and early 80s. The Fed came in and did everything that they needed to get inflation under control. And eventually we got out of the recession period itself. How did that work? They had fairly conservative fiscal policies with meaningful stimulus only coming during the short acute periods of recession. But really what happened was there was an increase in growth, reduced production costs, and it kept inflation in check. And then during the 80s, And the ensuing period after the fall of the Berlin Wall and the end of the Cold War, we had what we would refer to as this hyper-globalization period where these emerging market economies became integrated into the world economy. And the deal was that they would supply low-cost goods, services, energies, and commodities. And we had this massive migration from the poor global south to the rich north. And so that handled the wage component of it. Simultaneously, we had massive innovations in technology and reduced the cost of goods and services. And again, it was relatively stable geopolitically. The U.S. was the world's police officer after the fall of the Iron Curtain. We made sure that trade occurred in a fairly smooth, efficient fashion, and it seemed to work fairly well. Obviously, the beginning of the cracks occurred in 2008 during the Great Recession. And really, the dam broke during uh, the 2020 COVID recession period. 
We put together a free resource available exclusively to our podcast listeners. If you're looking for strategies to safeguard your portfolio against inflation, you want to check out our latest guide on the best alternative investments to consider. Head to ExcelsiorGP.com slash download to learn more. Those were both instances where there were massive fiscal issues and economic issues that caused severe recessions and financial stress. But at first, inflation was relatively tamed. It, made, it remained low and it wasn't a challenge up until really the last two years. Since 2021, after the injection of all of the monetary and fiscal stimulus due to, to COVID, there was a lot of questions about whether or not it would ultimately cause inflation. And if it did, how persistent it would be. The answer is it did cause massive inflation. And we are experiencing that as I speak, it has defervesced to some standpoint. Inflation is down. But the real kind of question, I think, and why this is topical today is, are we entering into a period of sticky inflation? where maybe it won't be the hyperinflation that we experienced over the last 12 months or what occurred in the 70s, but are we entering into a new world of interest rates that are in that 3 to 5% range where we've had this ultra-low interest rate environment and really no inflation whatsoever to speak of? Are we now entering into a new cycle where there will be moderate to high long-term inflation and will we eventually go into technical recession? There's a lot of debate about whether or not we're already in one. The GDP numbers definitionally do not ascribe us to being that period, but it certainly feels like a recession. There's a lot of negativity and investor sentiment around that. And so I think the larger question is, if it is true that we're going to be in a long-term inflationary environment, if we are entering into either a technical or quasi-technical recession, is stagflation something that we should be worried about? Obviously, it's very challenging to answer that question. I personally think the Fed is so worried about inflation that they will continue to tighten and hammer it so hard that they would rather have an acute short duration recession than long-term inflation. So I personally am not too concerned about a stagflation scenario. That being said, I do believe we are entering into a period of time where inflation will just be higher than it has been. And I, I think there are demographic geopolitical issues in play there that I've talked about before that will lead us to a higher inflationary environment long-term. I think we very well may end up in recession in Q1, Q2, or maybe later of next year as some of these policies start to really pass through the economy in terms of the tightening that's occurred, the interest rate hikes. I think it will take 12 or 24 months to really feel that pain. But again, I think the Fed will always fall on the side of, because, frankly, because of what happened in the 70s, of tightening and smothering that inflation, they would rather endure a recession and not have to handle the inflation. The only 
tricky part of that is we are entering into a election year where the White House can use their bully pulpit to push the Fed around a little bit. The current Fed administration seems to to be more immune to that than others, but remains to be seen. I think if things get dicey on the recession side, Biden will make that call to up his chances of being reelected. But again, we'll have to see. And really, the next logical question is what to do about it. It seems self-serving, but if you go back and look at the 70s, the assets that performed well there were real assets, commodities, real estate, etc., really because of the hedge against inflation for the most part. But it just bears concern, I think, for investors to be aware of this precedent of this fact pattern that's occurred in the past. Again, I, I, I think it's not something that should keep you up at night, but if you look at how bad the period of the 70s was for the US, it's certainly not something that we want to replicate. Don't panic. Get educated. Get smart on this. Start tracking. Go back and look at what happened in the 70s, what caused it, what ultimately led us out of it, and what assets did perform well. So as always, thank you again for joining us. Like I said, this will be the last of our series on what this next cycle presents to investors in terms of risk and opportunity. So I hope you enjoy the inflation, deflation, stagflation conversation. And please do follow us on social media, the podcast. We're here to help. We want to be a resource. So thanks again for listening. Talk soon. Thank you for joining us for today's conversation on the Capital Club podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, rate, and leave us a review. And please follow us on your favorite streaming platform so you never miss an episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.